Ultimately, producers don't care how nucleus-level pigs perform. They only care how pigs perform in their environment on their farm. Therefore, the FPT project allows DNA to provide producers with a pig that has increased robustness, decreased mortality, all while maintaining peak performance. Welcome to Inside the Helix, a podcast presentation from DNA Genetics. Throughout the series, we focus on all things that matter to the pork industry. You'll hear from our award-winning team of geneticists, veterinarians, animal care providers, nutritionists, and other industry-leading experts. We'll explore pig production from genetic improvement all the way to meat quality. Listen along as we take a deep dive inside the DNA Helix. A lot of time, effort, and testing goes into ensuring a genetics program success. My guest today to talk about this is Dr. Amanda Cross. Dr. Cross is the Director of Genetic Program Implementation with DNA Genetics. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Cross. Thank you for having me. Dr. Cross, before we get into this topic of testing a genetic program and and really that constant evaluation, I want to get a better understanding of who you are. You've been with the team now for just over five years, correct? That's right. It'll be six years here in August. Six years here in August. So where did you come from before DNA Genetics? So originally from North Carolina. I did my undergrad at North Carolina State University, my master's at NC State, and then I did my PhD at South Dakota State. Now, were you always interested in the swine sector or did this kind of happen just just by happenstance? It actually just happened by happenstance. I did not know of the ag sector um, growing up in a big city in Raleigh. I didn't get introduced into ag until I was almost done with my chemistry degree um, and then started double majoring in animal science where I took a swine management class with Dr. Billy Flowers and a genetics class with Dr. Cassidy and fell in love with the industry and genetics. So that's how I'm here. So I always love these stories of how people kind of find their ag calling, if you will. So what was it that that kind of drew you to animal science even? So I just needed to take a class to fulfill my chemistry major. Took a class, loved it, loved the opportunities, the hands-on, and the science really got and, me in. And that was an animal science class? Yep. And then you just develop your passion for the swine industry by just taking those courses on the swine. Yep. So my swine industry class at NC State with Dr. Billy Flowers really got me excited going out to the barns, working with the pigs, working with the sows, just fell in love with being out in the barn and working with the team members and the animals. And so then from chemistry to genetics, where did you make that leap? So I finished my chemistry degree and ended up double majoring in chemistry and animal science, went to a master's because Dr. Cassidy had a master's position available and the rest the is rest history. The rest is history. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's dive into the topic at a hand. We're going to talk about DNA Genetics FPT project. What is this project? So the FPT project is our full program test project. Uh, we started this project in January of 2018 by taking our Landrace Yorkshire 241 crossbred females and mating them to our nucleus level Duroc sires to create pedigreed commercial pigs. We added another layer to this in 2019 when we started sending pedigreed 241 females that were produced in our nucleus system to our commercial farms. To date, we have collected commercial data on over 250,000 piglets and reproduction data on over 20,000 pedigreed F1 females. Now, is this a pretty unique project to DNA Genetics? So other companies have done this, but I don't think as with as much detail. Maybe to the scale. Yep, yeah, as absolutely. we have. So let's then dive into the objectives of this <laughs> FPT project. 
Um, so there are several objectives for the FPT project. We want to measure performance in commercial environment. We want to record traits that can't be measured in our nucleus. Um, we also want to measure uh, and validate genetic trends at the commercial level. And we also want to use production. We want to use it for production research. All right. So there's there's four key objectives from kind of that, that statement there. You're going to measure the objectives of the commercial environment, record traits that can't be measured, validate genetic trends at the commercial level, and, and, and possibly use that then for some production research. Let's dive into each of those. Let's start with that first one of measuring performance in a commercial environment. Right. In our nucleus farms, we strive for high health and high management. Commercial farms tend to have more challenges with health and management. And so we know that performance differs in pigs raised in a high health environment compared to a low health environment. So for example, let's say we have two different football teams, one from the South, they practice in the high heat, high humidity in June, July, August. And our second team is from the upper Midwest where it's hot, but not as hot as the South. If that Midwestern team has to go play the Southern team in August, they're going to have higher incidences of cramping, of dehydration, and just overall poor performance compared to the Southern team. Now, if we flip the coin and we send the Southern team to the Midwest in November, it's going to be cold. The Southern team hasn't practiced in the cold. They're going to have to kind of change their game plan. Um, so they're going to have overall poor performance in the cold. And this is very similar to our pigs. So the environment impacts the way genes are expressed. Therefore, the FPT project allows us to understand how our pigs perform in a challenged environment. So the, if this is properly done, we can measure genetic potential in these environments and use this performance information to influence how we select our purebred nucleus populations. The goal is to produce the best commercial level performance pig. Yeah, I really appreciate that that football analogy. I mean, I, I never really thought of it like that, but that, that makes complete sense that, you know, you're in a different environment, a different situation. You're going to perform and, and, and operate differently. Exactly. Let's look at that, that second objective then. So we're going to record data on traits that cannot be measured in the nucleus. Right. So one trait that we can't um, collect data on in our nucleus is lifetime performance of our 241 female. Our nucleus farms have high replacement rates, which does not allow us to measure cell longevity and cell lifetime performance. So both cell longevity and lifetime performance are very important for producers. The last thing a producer wants is to put time and money into a guilt and developing her and she either never gets bred or only produces one parity. Um, producers want sows that pr produce in their herd and are productive, remain in their herd for five or more parodies, are culled voluntarily instead of culling themselves, and provide a good return on their genetic investment. So then what if we're looking then at carcass and meat quality? How does that factor in? So carcass and meat quality, we can't measure at the nucleus level because we want those high-performing individuals to come back into our nucleus. Sure. Um, but collecting this on our FPT project, pigs, allows us to better understand how our pigs are performing at the packing plant. It also allows us to have a benchmark to compare against industry averages and the industry targets. Um, when I was last looking at our commercial data from the FPT project, our pigs were averaging above the industry for both color and marbling which I think is pretty cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. So then Dr. Cross, let's look at that genetic trend then at the at the commercial level. How what what are you what are we seeing here with this FPT program? Prior to 
using the FPT project, we would have used nucleus level data to predict what we would expect producers to see at the commercial level. Now, by collecting nucleus level performance data at the commercial level, we have data to show realized genetic trends at that commercial level. It also allows us to validate that what we're seeing in our nucleus is actually making it to the commercial producer. Our final objective that we talked about was that that research side. How are we able to take the research that we're maybe gathering through our FPT program and maybe apply this to our genetic program? Yeah, so our FPT project is a lot of data collection. And so we want to utilize this to help answer some production research questions. And we've actually finished three projects here currently. Um, one was investigating how sows eat in lactation, which from this project has allowed us to create detailed lactation feed intake curves for our 241 sows and our gilts. The second project was determining the best body condition for our 241 females. We found that our 241 crossbred female performs better when she's lean and athletic. And if she's lean and athletic in gestation, when she goes into farrowing, she has an increased farrowing lactation feed intake, decreased days to, from wean to first service interval, and increased performance in her subsequent parity. Also, our DNA 241 is the most efficient sow in gestation compared to our competition. The value of gestation feed savings is over $1.50 per pig for our our 241 female. And then these tough to economic times. I mean, every That's every huge. dollar counts. Yeah, $1.50 is huge per pig. When I assume that this is this is where we're at now, you know, and, and things just continue to evolve and, and get better and better. Right. So using this FPT project, we're going to be able to better understand our 241 and push her a little bit more. And you've been working on another project too. Talk about that. Our most recent project is hot off the press. We just finished collecting the data on this one. Um, and it's looking at how getting sows up during the lactation period impacts her feed intake, her water intake. And then it also allows us to understand the impact of getting her up on pre-wean mortality and her litter performance. So what would you say is one of the most important results <laughs> or impacts of the FPT project? When we first started the FPT project, we wanted to build it trait by trait in a very practical manner. So our first trait we wanted to better understand was piglet survivability. We started off by using nucleus level sires in our FPT project. So we had pigs that were born in our nucleus system that were sired by the same sires as pigs that were born in our FPT project. This allowed us to determine if there was any re-ranking of sires based on piglet survival. We collected data on over 200,000 pigs with over 300 sires represented. From this, we were able to incorporate two new traits in our Duroc Selection Index, which are pre-wean survival and grow finish survival. Since adding these into our index, we've been able to see a point or a half percent decrease in grow finish death loss, which is equivalent to 300 extra pigs marketed a year for a 5,000 head sow farm. I keep getting blown away by the scale of this. You know, this just seems like a massive test project that you're able to really have at your fingertips each and every day as you're working through these these projects. It is. It's a huge project and a lot of pigs and a lot of data coming from it, which is is awesome as a geneticist to have all this yeah. data to use. And yeah, analyze. Well, and, and kind of back to my point earlier, you know, this is where DNA genetics is at now. And I assume there's just nowhere to go but up. Yeah, always <laughs> up. <laughs> always up. So where is DNA genetics going in the future with this full program testing? There are several things that we want to focus on. 
First, with the industry moving towards loose housing, we need to better understand how our 241 female performs in this new environment. Structure is one of one characteristic that's often discussed by producers when we talk about loose housing. Um, and from a genetic viewpoint, structure can be very subjective. So if we had 10 producers in a room and we asked them to structure score 100 gilts, they're going to rank them differently based off of their bias towards certain characteristics. We're exploring methods to make this a more objective process. Um, camera systems and machine learning appear promising to make structure evaluation more repeatable and more objective. What if we're looking at, at issues in regards to health? I know, I know the industry is really experiencing issues related to prolapses. Does this research look into that? Yeah, so there has been an increase in prolapse issues over the past couple years in the industry, and it's a hot topic. And several large studies from universities and private companies um, have been conducted to investigate the prolapse issue, and they haven't yielded much data or guidance on the underlying cause. A more recent study released by Iowa State suggested that there may be a heritability to this prolapse issue in certain lines. DNA has examined the prolapse in our own line, and we found no heritability for it. The 241 has not experienced an increase in sow prolapse, and today less than 10% of sow death loss is due to prolapse issues. Having said this, we firmly believe that the sow retention is key for a maternal trait, and we need to focus on this going forward. We must maintain progress in litter size and piglet quality and efficient performance for our maternal lines, but we also need to improve retention, um, which will help the economic benefit to our producers. Another thing I feel I hear a lot about is the overall topic of robustness, retention. How important are these issues and how does FPT play into this? Retention and robustness are huge issues to producers. We've already learned from our FPT project that fertility is the number one reason sows are being removed from the sow herds. We are taking a deep dive into how to assess fertility and create genetic gain. In addition to fertility, the next two removals on the list are um, acute deads and structure. And so our FPT project, the sows are a one-of-a-kind resource that allow us to provide genetic solutions for these issues. And that's that line 241. Our, our 241 crossbred 241. female, yep. So then, Amanda, take us home and talk about livability and mortality and how FPT plays into this. Piglet mortality is a huge issue to producers and in the industry. And our selection program to improve piglet birth weight from the 241 side has proven very successful in yielding pigs that are weaned heavier without pushing total born higher. In addition, the direct selection for survival in our Duroc progeny, which is from those two new traits added to our index, has yielded more initial response than we predicted. However, there are additional focus areas for us to continue to select pigs that are more resilient in commercial flows. Given we have access to over 2 million commercial pigs a year with a range of health statuses, we are deploying novel approaches to capture measures of genetic variation. 
hopefully uh, we'll be able to talk about this more in a podcast down the road. Yeah, I can't wait. I Me know how much either. you love doing podcasts. I, know I to, absolutely am loving this. I really had to twist your arm to do this today. Yes, you so did. I'm really excited that you said that there's going to be a future podcast. Future so podcast. I'm very coming excited. Soon. <laughs> is this, is this going to be the next episode or are we a little ways down the road? We're, we're a little ways down the All road. Right. We're just now starting to collect this data. But... <laughs> well, we're at least wetting people's appetites. So That's right. There we go. So we talked a lot about a lot today, Amanda. What would you say the take-home message is for producers out there? The FPT project is really a way for us to preserve the high health environment of our nucleus while testing the performance of relatives in a challenged environment. Understanding how our pigs perform at the commercial environment helps us to make better selection decisions in our nucleus. Ultimately, producers don't care how nucleus-level pigs perform. They only care how pigs perform in their environment on their farm. Therefore, the FPT project allows DNA to provide producers with a pig that has increased robustness, decreased mortality, all while maintaining peak performance. Very good. And I guess just to wrap up today, you know, we, we, let's come full circle. As we talked about in the beginning, you really didn't have an ag background to start with. You've been in the industry now for five, six years or so. What's really kept you going on? Because you're from a big city. I imagine going into a hog barn was a much different experience for you when you first did it for the first few times. What's what's kept you passionate about what you do? I love working with our producers. And so any way I can help them help their performance is what makes me sleep better at night. Very good. Thank you very much, Amanda Cross, Director of Genetic Program Implementation here with DNA Genetics. I'm Curtis Harms here with DNA Genetics, where we're focused on what matters. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside the Helix, presented by DNA Genetics. Inside the Helix is released every other Tuesday and is focused on what matters to the swine industry. To catch up on previous episodes, visit us online at dnaswinegenetics.com or find us at your favorite podcast streaming platforms. You can also keep up with DNA Genetics throughout the year by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. For Inside the Helix, I'm Curtis Harms.